fellas, don't drink that coffee. I know some uh, a listener messaged me on Facebook and said you have 131 days. <laughs> which, which actually, this is great news for us. I, I was a little worried today that it was going to be like first episodes out, and I was going to be like, oh, that's really exciting, but I need more time for my podcast with my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so, our podcast, but sure, go ahead. I mean, no, I don't. I think what I said the first time is fact factually correct, but. Um, but no, it's a big day. It's a big day for news for Twin Peaks fans. Uh, there's a season three release date, it's May mm-hmm. twenty May twenty first at nine p.m. First episode is going to be two hours, and then oh. they're going to make instantly available episodes three and four. I guess episodes two and three, so the third and fourth hour. Where it's already confusing again with the hours and the episodes. There are it's already started being a problem. Isn't that amazing? Did they? Did they? Uh, do you know how many episodes they're making? They they haven't said how many episodes. They have said mm-hmm. eighteen hours. Oh. So so who knows? Because obviously, right off the bat, you have a two hour episode, and then the only thing they said was the third and fourth hour will be available. So does that mean it's another two hour episode? They haven't said anything about like the schedule of how they're going to release them. So. Do you think um, they're going to release a couple that are just like 15 minutes long? <laughs> Maybe a couple like four or five minute sketches. You like know? some of them will, some of them will, some of the releases will just be the opening credits. Uh, you know what? I don't know. It's David okay. Lynch on Showtime and anything is possible. And uh, I'm, ex- I'm so excited. Well, it's not TV. It's Showtime. It's, I don't think that's their slogan. No, no. What that's is their slogan? What is Showtime slogan? Hey, take it to the max. It's Showtime. <laughs> I don't. I think that's Cinemax. No, 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 no. I this is where the, isn't it? Isn't it? We know drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. That's Cinemax. <laughs> it's come, come to where the stars are. I, I think you Showtime. Just, I think you just gave the the stars. Uh, that's the stars. The worldwide leader in sports, Showtime. Pretty sure that's ESPN. Nope. Fox Sports mm-hmm. One. <laughs> Is that Nickelodeon? Yeah, that's Nickelodeon. Okay. Yeah, well, I Twin, should know. What Twin Peaks is? It, you didn't hear the other announcement. It's not on Showtime. It's on Nickelodeon. <laughs> They're gonna. The Cooper's gonna get slimed so many times. They're it's like, gonna be great. This is going to be so crazy. It's actually the whole, all 18 hours are now available on Nick Jr. <laughs> is it R.L. Stein's Twin Peaks? Is that I mean, what's happening? Would there be anything wackier than that? No. It'd be very Pre- David Lynch of them. Premier- this is for my grandkids. Premiering tonight after Sophia the First on Disney Jr. <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> Oh, vastly different show though. It's about two twin brothers who live on top of a mountain. It's anything could happen. Wasn't yeah. there a show on on Disney that kind of had like a Twin Peaks vibe? I heard. Am yeah, I Gravity Falls. Gravity our, Falls. Our mutual friend Zach Pias wrote for it. Did you see that show? I never saw that show. Uh, I did actually. I talked to. I uh, had lunch at Disney Animation today. <laughs> did you really? How'd that I go? I really did. You probably can't was, talk about. It. You can't talk about I, it. Uh, no, I can say, I can say that I'm, it was a fun time. I'm sorry. I, I, let me correct myself. We don't want to hear about it is what I meant to say. Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about Gravity Falls uh, did they, today. Did they, did they talk about Twin Peaks airing on Disney Junior after, uh, uh, some other show? I can't think of right no, now. No, but I, I did realize that I was, uh, I was kind of like working on a show idea and I was, I it was, um, uh, not coherently, 
is that the maybe the incoherently basing the mayor of the town on the mayor of Twin Peaks? Oh, beautiful. And I didn't realize I was doing that until I started talking about it. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> That's great. If you're going to lift yeah. something, it might as well be uh, Mayor Milford. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a good time. But anyway, Gravity Falls, good show. It's ending, I think, if it didn't already end. Oh, okay. I've nev- we, we never got into that one. You would enjoy it. For those of you who just okay. joining us somewhere in the middle of this, Dallas and I are dads. So that's, that's <laughs> part, of our, part of our deal. Yeah, um, really into shimmer and shine right now. Yeah, no, I know. I, I can't deal with that one. You I'm know not, what's funny is that I helped develop that show, you, and you, I didn't... You told me the story. On you the podcast? No, you didn't tell everyone else, though. Oh, well, I helped have, develop that show, and, and I how, didn't and how much, know. how much money did you make developing that show? You don't want to know. Yeah, okay. Did you write the theme song? <laughs> no. Because if you did, I owe you one. I owe you a punch in the stomach. No, 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 no. Aside from the punch in the stomach, I already owe you. No, what's uh, you know? That's true. You do owe me a punch in the I stomach. I do. I do. It's a good thing you moved. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to get into that. What we do have to get into is uh, season two, episode six. Yeah, I got to be out in six minutes. So okay, so here we go. Um, <laughs> James saves him. First off, uh, congratulations on you and I podcasting two days in a row. This is amazing. I was a little bit like, this was kind of preemptive of like, they're going to announce today that the show starts next week. And now that Mm -hmm. I know that we have how many days? 131. So we're okay. We're going to get through this. We don't have to to go every day. Otherwise, we're going to have like, we're going to have to start talking about a lot of things. uh, Well, if all all goes well, we're going to see each other this weekend and we're going to do another one. Yeah, that's the so that would that's be the hope. three in a week. That that I mean, that'd that would be amazing. It'd be, we might as well quit at that point. <laughs> um, but anyway, this episode is uh, called Demons. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if this one, if if I feel that like the title is anywhere, right? Did I watch the same episode as you? I hope so. Because the you, end of it sure makes it feel like so, that's... So that's what we're getting to? That's what you feel like? I would say, uh, um, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I mean, the only other option is you could call the episode uh, One-Armed Man Coughs a Lot. He, he coughs a lot? Yeah, I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually, you know what? We usually come up with a title. I didn't. We didn't really come up with one last time. Um, yeah. But maybe this time we will. I got a title for it. Steak Diary. I should have called it Steak Diary. <laughs> no, the title is, uh, is it a crime to sell shoes? Yeah, that's, um, he goes, my favorite line, I think, in the in the show is, uh, there's the one armor right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Cause okay, it, all right. Yeah, we, we got to dive in because it's. We gotta, this is a big it, episode to get to. It might be my favorite episode so far. It, it, it's probably the best one we've seen. Watching it, okay. I was like, oh, man. Well, let's start at the beginning here because part of it is you've got Harley Payton and Robert Engels writing. So these are two guys who have probably written the most other than Mark Frost for the show. So they know the characters really well and the dialogue is great. And then you have uh, LLG, uh, Leslie Lincoln-Gladder directing, and she's awesome, and she's already directed an episode, at least one. So I feel like the team here is probably second to only, you know, Frost and Lynch. Nice. Um, So it starts out like you ruined it for us last time we're back at Harold's. And he goes from, this last episode was like, kind of like i'm gonna tell you you feel like you're gonna get some information he says something about how um you know the secret of knowing who killed you he goes from like i'm gonna reveal something to i hate you and you represent the world that i hate and you you know you're unclean so it's kind of a letdown because it's like oh he's gonna tell us something and then it's just oh he's gonna tell us that donna let him down okay well yeah duh like we know that. So, um, did, yeah. Did we ever, um, uh, sorry, did we ever uh, figure out what his ailment is or is it just, he's like a shut in? What's the name for when you don't like, is it agoraphobia? Agoraphobia. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. 
I, I think something happened in his past, right? We don't, we don't really get to it, or we mm-hmm. haven't so far. He hasn't specifically cited why. Okay. Um, but obviously, it's like it's not necessarily a medical thing where, um, where when he went outside, like I said, he didn't like vomit and his skin didn't come off. So it's something up in his head, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, so right when there's kind of a scuffle and it, you think he's going to do something, James comes in to save the day, and uh, and they they try to get the diary and they don't, and he ends up with it, um, which is like, oh come on. Couldn't yeah. you have gotten the diary? That's what we've like we've suffered through this character for, for yeah. you to get the diary and you don't get the diary. It's, right? It's very yeah. It's kind of a letdown. So is Harold. I mean, and just then, in general. Yeah, and then so they bail, and then there's a shot back to Harold, and he's using that other what? What's the thing he's doing with the pump? What does that do? Is that fertilizer? What was he doing with it? He was just like really aggressively like spraying his orchids and just like screaming. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, with, with the shot and the stuff, it made it look like he was like transforming into a werewolf. Yeah, he was. He's just losing it, right? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So luckily they cut away. Um, Gosh. So then we're back at the book house. If you have, we haven't been to the book house in a while, I feel like well, quickly though we cut to the street right outside on the street. Yeah, and there was where- what. There was a James and Laura Flynn Boyle moment. Oh, no, that's um, no, they don't they don't go there yet. Okay, we, we go to the bookhouse first. But outside of the bookhouse, what was there? Did you remember that? Oh there God, was, now I don't remember. Now I'm was, confused. There was a winged creature. There was a, say it again. I lot you cut there, out. There was a there was a bird. What kind of it was a bird of significance? I don't know. It was an owl. There was an owl. Yes. I don't remember this. Anyway, and maybe I don't I'm remember wrong. It. <laughs> so, um, well, I wasn't looking for an owl. Was there a reason? Was I supposed to notice the owl? No, there were just there was just one. Hold on one second. This means that this is good. I'm trying. I'm I'm working. Then no, my wife is trying on clothes and trying to get my opinion while I'm trying to podcast. Oh man! Right? That's really obnoxious. Only because. One, you're not going to care. And two... No, I do uh, care, but I'm trying oh. to give her like... I'm trying to silently go, yeah, I like that or not. And she just like, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm just happy that for once it's your wife breaking into the podcast. <laughs> She's at least not saying anything. Well, my wife is going to be coming home any uh, minute. <laughs> we we all can't wait. Um, <laughs> maybe they can call each other and then you and I can get through this. Okay. Let's focus. We have a long way to go, and we are not doing well. So, um, yeah. so we're at the book house, and I think there's an owl, but you might have talked me out of it. So Audrey is there. They've taken her from One Eye Jacks to the to the book house, and Coop is an ex- he's examining her arms, um, and he thinks maybe it could be heroin. And then Audrey wakes up. And she says, I prayed that you would come. And she's just talking a lot. And I wrote down that I didn't know you talked so much on heroin. <laughs> right? Yep. She's like a real, she's a real chatty Kathy for, you know, shooting, well, the, shooting the horse. Yeah. Well, when you're riding the horse, you like to talk about it. I don't think you do. I think that's part of it is like, you don't talk. No, no, no. Okay. You're the heroin expert on this podcast, so. Well, I mean, you've seen Breaking Bad. All they do is talk. I there's I don't think there's heroin. I think it's all the, about heroin. The drug wasn't heroin in that one. No, no, no. It was definitely blue heroin. So, now we're back to Donna and James, and they're back together. Praise God. They uh they're kind of doing a little debriefing after this diary heist that went <laughs> awry after Maddie drives away. Um, <laughs> which is weird. Like they're like. <laughs> Hey, we almost just got killed. Uh, see you tomorrow. Like, Maddie's not just, like, there crying and freaking out. She just drives away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we yeah, have to... Yeah, but that makes sense. Maddie's, we, we have to go through this scene with them and where James says something about how, like, when I saw you there and if we could put our hearts together and keep them together forever, we'd be safe no matter what. <laughs> 
Listen, here's what I'll say about this scene. I it was the only <laughs> wait, time wait, wait, that I, wait. Oh. I just want to say, ironically, those were my wedding vows. <laughs> oh, there's got to be like a super Twin Peaks fan somewhere that they remember, put that in their wedding vows. You, you were my best man. You don't remember when I said that? I don't. No, I don't. And then I said, I, th- I feel bad. I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I do remember that. Uh, this is the only scene when I didn't, I didn't hate James's acting. Like really? somehow, somehow he wasn't James in the scene. He was just like talking normally. He didn't do like the, when I see our hearts, I want to put them together. <laughs> like he, he was just he going has, like, he has another when I see our hearts. I want to put them together. And yeah. like, it was very normal. I was like, Oh my God, he's, if, this is almost tolerable. If you want to give James credit where you think credit is due, let's we'll take it. We need we, James needs a moment, right? So I'm I'm happy. Okay. I was I was annoyed, but the anyway. best part of this scene was when he tries to kiss her and he misses her mouth and goes to her neck and she makes a face like she just had four orgasms. Oh, I missed that. Oh well, go back and rewatch okay. it and then pause it. <clears throat> I will. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I will. I mean, no, I'll do. I'm not going to do that. What? <laughs> okay. No, I'm I'm good. I don't have to. Um, okay. Uh, will you give me five minutes? Okay. So, um, <laughs> back at the bookhouse, Cooper does confirm that it's heroin. Um, I guess they have they can test for that. Um, at the bookhouse. Well, yeah. Right? I don't know. Well, usually um, the first sign is that the person's real chatty. Really chatty. So, yeah. uh, and then Harry is kind of put together that the guy he saw at One Eye Jacks was Jean Renault. He's got like a he's got like a book of you know perps perpetrators. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, this is the point that kind of Coop and Harry I think put together that this is all a setup because Harry tells him he saw the video of Cooper at the table. Um, and then Cooper has a moment where he says he's kind of he has regrets about the whole thing, and he says uh, this is not the first time my actions have brought suffering, where he was personally involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then Harry's trying to console him, and he has a really nice line about how you're like the best lawman I've ever seen. Just sometimes you think too much. Um, and they're I just I I love the two of these guys together. They're like they're good buds. You know, it's just cool. Yeah. It's a it's a really great duo. Um, <clears throat> where they're completely different, but they kind of have each other's back. I agree. And it's cool. I've, too really, because, I've really grown to love Sheriff. And you, you look at it, I mean, they've only known each other for like two weeks. If you look at the timeline in this. Yeah. So, um, Cooper, let's see. Okay. So Coop meets Benjamin Horn at the great Northern. So he's got the money and he's kind of have the details of Audrey and the whole, the way it all went down. Um, so he kind of tells him, you know, she was held at a brothel and this whole time Ben knows all these details and he's just doing like a really poor job at being surprised at any of it. I feel like, like, yeah. there's a lot of like, Oh really? No. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Did you catch him? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but there is a moment where Something's he coming. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but it is going to be heroin. There is a moment where he does actually have a moment as a dad when he he hits him with she's recovering from a drug overdose. So it's like the one thing that he doesn't know, and it was kind mm-hmm. of it was kind of nice to see like oh he actually is a, has a heart. Um, but it feels like it felt like Coop kind of knows maybe that Ben set him up, you know? Yeah. And he's just trying to, like, hold back from punching him in the face, you know? Or in the stomach, as he, as we know he'll do. As he wants to do. As he yeah. wants to do, if you're a woman. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Beamer's yeah. not a woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not, and not a woman in Western wear. So, um, <laughs> Dallas, dude, we finally, we're, we're finally reunited with Leo Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bobby wheels him in in the worst wheelchair ever made. It mm-hmm. looks like that crappy chair your grandma had that like the we- you know, like one of the legs was always about to fall off of it. I might. Sure. My grandma never had a wheelchair, but yeah. No, no, no. Like it, it, it looks like a chair. Like the back of it is that, like that wicker kind of back. Oh, the wicker. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, 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 that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. 
No, um, it's an old. It's like an old FDR wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, they're wheeling Leo in, and uh, the guy who's there, I guess, who maybe works for I don't know where you'd get the disability checks from. Maybe the state, but this is this guy's job to make sure that the house is set up and prepared. And uh, mm-hmm. he's there to cut him the check, and they're thinking, oh, it's this big check, it's a lot of money, this is a good idea. And finally, of course, when they when they get the check, it's, you know, uh, 700 bucks instead of 5,000. So and mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously uh, not excited about it. Um, but, you know, that's what you get when you, when you have a plan like that, and it's, and the, you know, the state of Washington, they're going to get their hands in whatever they can, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Hello? Are you there? Yeah. <laughs> are you, I'm here. Are you sure? Yeah, so I was drinking did some you, whiskey. Did you watch and then this? I came back did you, in. Did you watch this episode? I did watch this episode. I'm Listen, I'm all aboard this Leo Johnson talking whenever we get to the scene that's... <clears throat> Well, he d- so he has a moment there at the end where uh, where he kind of makes a noise, right? Mm. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah, that's not the creepiest part that no. Neil Johnson of this we're, episode. We're gonna get we're gonna get to it later. By <laughs> the way, currently half of my house looks like the Leo Johnson residence right now. There's like, the, I I love that they have his house is like, where'd the drywall go? Going into the kitchen, right? It's like yeah. they started a remodel they never finished. That's so Leo, though. <sighs> Always on the road, never has time. So Leo, starting projects, starting, st- starting uh, kitchen remodels that he never finishes. And that, that was a problem Shelly had with him in the first place. Listen, I want to build a home with you, Leo. And then he said, I want to build a home with you, and then doesn't do it. You know what I mean? Wash and dry outside. Wash and dry outside. It snows. It snows in that part of the state, by the way. But heavily. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're not getting. Listen, how, how are you supposed to dry clothes if there's snow outside? You, you tell can't. me. You can't you, do it. You, you can't do it. You get a snowbank, you're not going to be able to open the dryer. <laughs> no, no chance. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, okay, let's move on. Um, Donna goes to the sheriff to tell him about uh, Harold Smith and the diary and all of that. And, Her- and Harry's a little like, okay, we've already kind of been over this with you guys and Jacoby. And he's kind of concerned, and he brings up James, and she says James had nothing to do with this. Um, and at this point, we are we are blessed with the entrance of one of my favorite characters in not only the show, but maybe in television history, which is David Lynch playing FBI director Gordon Cole, who comes mm-hmm. in. Gordon Cole is... Cooper's boss, and he has uh, suffered some sort of hearing loss where he screams every line, he doesn't hear a word anyone says, and it's really funny. And it sounds like your wife just got home. She did. You want to take, the, <laughs> should we take the temperature there? Are we going to be okay? Oh, we're fine. Okay. Yeah. Honey, shh. Maybe, maybe let's do this. <laughs> just have just have her get it all out right now. Like we'll just like no, she's fine. She just she just came back from book club. Just she's have her probably just in a good mood. Have her say all the things she wants to say. Let's just do them all right now. Get them out of the way. Okay, Sean's offering you the chance to say all the things you need to say right now. Just get him out of the way. Get it out of the way. Longer. How much longer? Too long for you to be happy about it. I'm never happy about it. <laughs> so if we were done, she'd still not be happy about it. Yeah, if we were done, would you not be happy about it then? That would be too long? Because you're never happy about it. You're never happy about you doing it. Honey, this is being recorded and put out into the world. No, no, they should know. Did you tell her about the 132 days? We have 131 days to finish season two. I don't care. I don't know what that means. You don't know what days are? That's a lot of days. You're a lot of time to get this done. I know. That's what we just found out today. We're pretty excited. We're going to keep going. We're not going to press stop for the next 131 days. We're going to record for the next 131 days. How much longer? 131 days. 131 days. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do Put the keys down. Put the keys down. Do I need to call the cops? 
Make you food? Yeah. What are you talking about? You came from a restaurant. Okay. She needed to get all this out quicker. Like, could we have not gotten from like, how long is this going to be? be make me you food. All of we're it. halfway through the episode we're talking about. That means we're halfway through, so we're probably at least 20 more minutes, at the least. Do you record longer than the actual episode? No, we record about the same well, amount Only of time when our wives break in and start talking. This is causing it to be longer, this conversation. It should be like spark notes. It should be like... A spark notes? This is how old my wife is. Tell spark her, notes. Tell her maybe, like, we could do notes afterwards, because this, this is not going to help the... There's another the podcast There's another podcast that listens to our podcast that just does the cliff notes of our podcast. That's not true. That. You're going to listen to that one? Yeah. Okay, good. O- oddly enough, their wives also break into the episode. Tell it. Um, yeah. What? Are we good? We're good. Let's we keep going. We can keep going? Okay. So, um, are we, were at, we were at Gordon Cole. Gordon Cole, yeah. We're at the entrance of the best character in the show right now. So, you said you only have 20 minutes left. We, we now have longer than that. We if, had, you're still, if you're we still had 20 to this podcast, minutes, God bless you. <laughs> we had 20 minutes. It's now at least. Now we have 20. Now it's 25 minutes. Yeah. If you're every, still awake, sure. Tell her every every sentence she speaks. I'm going to add a minute of just like nonsense. You and the cat right now need to move out. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Sean. We're good. Gordon Cooper. Gordon Cool. Gordon. No. no. I'm done. Cool. You guys, thank you for listening to Dish and the Percolator. It was really fun. I'm going to go hibernate for 131 <laughs> days until May 21st. Gordon, cool. Cole, there's just... Are you okay? Fine. I'm fine. I am just need my wife to go upstairs right now. This is the worst episode of Dish and the Percolator <laughs> for the best episode of Twin Peaks. Okay. We're good. Hey, remind we're... me that when we do this, the next one in person, that we don't go to your house. Okay, so... um. Gordon Cole enters, and uh, anyway, I love I love David Lynch acting. It's fantastic. I love this character. Um, well, what's funny about it is the only acting I've seen him do is from Louis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this now he has like so much energy in this. Yes. I feel like he was really trying to be good in this show. Well, he's kind of yeah. I don't. I guess in Louis. I don't know if he's playing more of himself because this is like, this is like him, but just screaming. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which is but really he's like clearly he's clearly like trying to act. Yeah. It's so fun though. No, it's great. It's anytime really great. he's, anytime he's in the show, I'm just like hooked. That's so fun to watch him. Um, so he comes there so this is when he's just talking to uh, Truman at this point because Cooper is at the Great Northern. So he's telling him some details about – he's got a bunch of info. This is from Albert. Um, they found hairs from a, a Vicuna coat outside of Cooper's room where he was shot. Um, mm-hmm. The drugs from the one-armed man are some sort of strange, strange thing that they've never seen before. And then the paper that was found outside the train car where Laura was killed were from a diary. And then they're talking about the one-armed man. And that's when we see Philip Gerard. He has that line about how, you know, since when is it illegal to sell shoes? And, mm-hmm. and Gordon goes, there's the one-armer now. Um, <laughs> which is fantastic. Did he already have the conversation with Cooper or is that coming? That's coming. Okay. Okay. So Ben is reunited with Audrey at the road at the book house. Uh, reunited in heroin. <laughs> so Audrey is. Uh, last time she saw her father, he was trying to come on to her. Um, Audrey knows a lot more about her dad than she probably ever wanted to, and so as much as Ben is like, "Oh, I'm so happy you're safe," she's like, "You creep me out." I don't want you around me right now. I'm not going to even go home with you. I want Agent Cooper to take me home. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Ben is very like, we'll f- sort all this out together. Um, but anyway, it's Audrey is very much her father's daughter. Like, she has a lot of strength, and she's like, yeah, we will. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to... 
She has a lot of strength. Well, no, she does. Like, she's not like, this is going to F me up. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to like hold you to some of these awful things you've done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, she's not backing down from what she's seen. She seems resolved to take it up with her dad and, you know, let him know that he's a creep who needs to, you know, well, well I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, and I don't remember. It's been a while, so I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nadine comes back to her house that she thinks is her parents and is, uh, it completely shocked that they didn't stop her from using her own credit cards. Um, and uh, this is a really kind of funny scene where she's kind of being flirty with Ed and she's talking about how like they should go, you know, drive the car up to lover's lane or whatever. And then she realizes, wait a minute, we can do stuff here. Um, and then she punches him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> if I were Ed, I would seriously think about like running away or, calling the cops you know or just doing yeah. what, what the doc said was just roll with the punches ed roll with the punches ed and just die um uh she could, ed. she could literally rip his arm off right yeah maybe that's what happened or, to one arm man or worse or worse <laughs> the one arm man <laughs> high school sweets are hearts with nadine you never know um you never know could be the backstory so uh, did we get a shot of like this guy's belly button? The next thing is like Josie and Jonathan, who's like she's pretending is her cousin. They just like did it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a nice little button up the pants shot. Yeah, it's like let's figure out whose crotch and belly button that is. Um, mm-hmm. So he's forcing her to leave to go back to Hong Kong to see this guy, this character, Mr. Eckert, we don't, we've never met. Um, and she's saying, look, I've been here. I have all these things I've been working on, you know, that I need to see through. And he's basically says, if you don't come, I'm going to kill Sheriff Truman. Uh, and does he mm-hmm. threaten her life too at this point? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember offhand, but it certainly seems like it. Yeah. I bet, and I was yeah. thinking like you were probably stoked. You're like, no, yeah. see, here's the problem. I'll be honest. I hate uh, Josie, so I don't really pay attention well to her scenes. Yeah. And then what happened worse than that was I had to rewatch the scene with her and Beamer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't – and I have a question for you on that um, okay. when we get there. But it's also because I was so disinterested in her as a character. But you go just, ahead. You kind of fade out every time. Okay. I do. Well, I really honestly do. That's yeah. The, that's the end of that scene. So – this next scene is like, um, when I first watched the show, I didn't really think about it. And then the more I kind of got into the show and researched it, it's like so glaring when they don't do a great job of picking an exterior location. And this is one where it's like, hey, like, this isn't California, we swear. It's it's so obvious that this is Los Angeles. It's like this really nice lake, and it's very sunny, oh. and it's very <laughs> L.A. Um, uh uh-huh. And it's James and Maddie, and I was—I wrote between like Maddie's really bad wig, and the California setting, and James. This kind of this scene is very borderline bummer for me, um, but it is actually—it's kind of crucial. So Maddie's talking about, you know, what it felt like to, to be Laura. Kind of, she came here, and so many people saw Laura in her, um, and it's kind of interesting. So like, you know, James talks about how that was something with, with the two of them that he kind of saw Laura in her and he said it was wrong. And I really like the line that she has it that says, she says it wasn't one thing or the other. Um, which I just think was, is kind of interesting. And it, anyway, it could have been hmm. a throwaway line, but I thought it was kind of cool. Um, and then we get into the like schlock fest. That's like, you know, she says you and Donna belong together. It's the best thing, <laughs> which made me go, <laughs> what? Well, let's pump the brakes. I don't know if it's, I don't know if James and Donna are the best thing. Um, Hawk throwing knives is the best thing, right? Yeah. 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 Um, well, mm, mm. okay. So then the Top line, five. the line of, 
I want to try to make my heart feel this way last forever. <laughs> do you? Th- so here's my question to you: Do you think the writers would come in with dialogue for James, and like Mark Frost would go dumber? <laughs> I don't know. Like I think about it. I honestly have thought about it, and I'm like, if anyone else was delivering these lines, would they be better? I don't. You know I, I mean? don't think it's him. I don't know. And <laughs> you know what? And you had a great point, even in the pilot, where it's like, this is just how high schoolers talk, and it's true. Yeah. Like, no, no they, one. No yeah. one wants to listen to high schoolers talk about love. Like you just, it, it would. It would actually. The this is so eloquent compared to I'm sure how you and I spoke about our feelings when we were 16 and 17, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. No, this is about the same. <laughs> uh, this, to, like, touch my heart. Do you feel it beating? That's because you have a hand and I have skin and it's together now. Oh, it's so painful. I want, I want you to listen to this real big fish song because it explains <laughs> the way I feel about him. <laughs> Uh, listen here's my walkman put these headphones on (laughs) so at this point maddie's bailing and i wrote can you blame her yeah you can't and also i feel like they kind of ran out of stuff for her to do and i wrote then she's like i gotta go get on the 101 i mean i'm not in california (laughs) listen the 101 is gonna be jam heading into the 134 i really need to get out of here i mean uh what are the highways in (laughs) in washington because that's definitely where i am i gotta take the golden state i mean oh gosh caught me in a lie Um, can we take your motorcycle on the carpool lane so ben and josie this is the scene that you you had to go through again I think Ben probably goes through like three bottles of wine a day because every scene I think in this one, he's got a glass. Well, and he also has a cigar. Yeah. He, a lot and of he, cigars. He has this, this is the one where like he kind of acts and like takes a sip of it and goes, oh, like. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to let you make fun of Beamer as an actor. He's, uh, okay. he's top notch. I'm not making fun. I'm just pointing out, I'm pointing out the nuance, the subtleties that he you know, he, he looks like he the looks choices like he's making. If Tony from West Side Story, which he is, but if Tony from West Side Story grew up and was Sally Jesse Raphael, that's like what he looks like yeah. in this show. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's kind of a weird those, Percy those face. Those big glasses, the hair, the hair. kind of yeah, doesn't look right. Um, no. Have you ever you smoked a cigar? Obviously. Oh yeah, of course. I've never smoked cigars that much. Because, like, the, the one is enough for a while, I feel like. Plus, I feel like it would be overwhelming in the, his office. You Like, you'd walk in and you'd be like, oh, can we meet outside? Yeah, right. right? And they're, they're like gigantic cigars. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I wonder, I, feel if, like he, I wonder if he had, if they're, like, real and he had to smoke those, like, all the time if he got, like, sick. It would no, probably, he, probably, probably make me sick Tony, if I had to smoke all the time. No, Tony doesn't get sick, bro. Okay, cool. Uh... uh yeah, weird. Anyway. Okay, so let's go through the scene quick because you hated it. So, I mean, the gist well, no, of it and is... Here's my question. Here's my question that okay. is basically the scene. What does what does he owe her? Why does he owe her money? So, because the way the whole thing with the mill went down, I feel like he had a hand in kind of executing the whole plan, which was mm. they had to get Catherine to sign over the the mill i'd have to go back and look in but anyway he was part of the deal right for her to get paid i mean obviously i just didn't remember like the specifics of it yeah and i i would have to like go back and look and see exactly what it was but basically like he's the one who's got the money that he owes her so um for the mill for the mill for whatever her part in that was so the, the gist of this is Josie wants her money because she's got to leave that night. She doesn't tell him that. He is like hesitant to just write her a check for anything. And then kind of when she keeps pushing, says, look, I've got dirt on you. And she says, I have dirt on you. And they both have keys to lock boxes with all this information. So it's this like little standoff. 
And then basically she says, well, then it's your move. Cause anyway, if you do anything to me, I'll do something to you and I mm-hmm. want my money. And so then this is when he gives her the, the Mr. Tajimura check for $5 million. So then I, my question is, was that like just made out to cash? Yeah. I don't remember who it was made out to, but also when is the, if he gave, if he owed her part of the money from the mill, is a mill in Seattle worth $5 million? I, I, you know what? I mean, I don't know. And I'm guessing maybe it was more than that. And he was just like, I'll just give you this to get out of my hair. I guess. I guess. But it wasn't just but, the it wasn't just the mill, right? It was it was like the land also surrounding it cuz I'm guessing what it was is he owned a lot of the surrounding land, you know, cuz he wants to build this huge country club where I'm guessing the mill would not have taken up the entire space. So it's like a country club, so I'm guessing a golf course and estates. That's a lot that's a lot of land, right? All right. I can see that. So they needed the mill property to go in with all of that. So maybe I don't know. All right, I'm guessing it I got was it. just. I'm guessing it was a a a uh, a lot of acreage, um, but I I I don't know. I couldn't tell you what the what the value would have been in that in the that year in that area. I'll do some research <laughs> and I'll get I'll get let you know Thank next you. time on Dish in the Percolator. That'd, that'd be great. Give me two weeks and I'll uh, figure that out. Um, okay. So we're back to Leo. Which uh, they're having a coming home party for him, and uh, this may, I, you know what, man? I think this is gonna be the theme for my next birthday, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have a Leo party, like the little crappy clown cut out on the wall. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely like um, this was the creepiest scene for me. Like the whole thing was the creepiest scene because I was just waiting for him to wake up. Yeah. And yeah. murder Bobby. Yeah. It but was that, like, when is it going to happen? But it doesn't happen. So what happens is Bobby kind of reads Leo his list of sins. And then, you know, Leo gets to watch the two of them make out. Um, mm-hmm. And this is when Shelly sees him just kind of like slightly move. And we get that really creepy point of view shot. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it is very, very uh, disturbing. Um and then, you know, he doesn't, it, that's all that happens. He basically just like falls forward a little bit. So this is when they, uh, they bring out the cake for him. And of course <laughs> his head goes in it. And, yeah. uh, I was, I wrote that there's a lot more slapstick in this show than I remember. Yeah. I can it see doesn't that. seem like every, every episode is like two or three things where it's like, Oh, look what happened. Well, I mean, especially with Andy involved, but not he yeah. wasn't in this episode, which yeah, 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 kind of was a nice change of pace. I'll be little, honest. Little break from Andy. He's getting tired. Yeah, a little break from Andy. Yeah. So back to Gordon Cole. Um, this is funny because Cooper walks in and th- neither of them are looking, but they know that each other is there, which I think was kind of cool. Um, so the like his hearing and the running joke gets a little old, where it's like. Someone says something and then he says that exact same thing. I feel like they do that like five times in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but it like just enough where it doesn't quite completely wear on me. Um, I, and I, again, I wrote that I I love this is easily one of my top five characters in the show. Uh, the fantastic line about today you remind me of a small Mexican Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is never never explained um yeah never explained but it's just a great twin peaks moment because of that uh then there's the part about how he wants to meet with cooper and he says i believe in secrecy and then just goes on to shout everything he's saying um but we get a little yeah. bit of backstory on cooper how there was an incident in pittsburgh um where it's enough where gordon was worried about cooper that he's kind of in the same scenario um, we don't really get any details about it, but um, it's kind of part of Cooper's past. And we haven't gotten a lot about it, Cooper's past so far. So, no. um, But we do also find out that Gordon is not just there because he's worried about Cooper, uh, or at least it, it, about him being shot. But there's also a letter sent to him, and it's uh, he opens it up, and it's a, a chess move from Wyndham Earl, who we know is his um, his ex-partner, Um there was that scene in episode two of season two where Rosenfeld uh, talks to him about how he's missing. 
if you remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that we we have heard of this character before. Um, anyway, I kind of blazed through that. Is there any? What is it? What? Is, yeah, I guess is it. This is the first that we're hearing of the chess move thing, though, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In the last in the last episode, it was just like he's missing, and I think that was it. So they didn't really. Yeah. The the best line of this scene is when the sheriff comes in and goes, "Hey, I, I just want to let you know we can, <laughs> we can literally hear, hear everything, everything. you sing." <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. It um, was really funny. Like it was like wonderful delivery. Yes, like, totally. Hey, I just want to let you know. <laughs> it's really good. Um, so back at the Great Northern, Leland is back to work, um, and so Jerry's on the road. Uh, so Ben says to Leland, I need you back. Uh, Jerry is not off like just on a, you know, buying ridiculous clothes. He's actually on his way to Tokyo to kind of check out the whole Tajimaro, uh, thing. And, uh, Ben has a really, really lame, like kind of insensitive line about, I have a better sense of what you've been through, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> you're such a D-bag. No, you don't. Your daughter you know, was kidnapped. Basically it was your fault. These are people that you employed who were trying to get back at you, you know, where Leland's daughter had been murdered anyway. Um, but you know, he's still kind of like, I want to make sure you're okay. And while Leland is very distracted, his mind's kind of everywhere else. He like then just kind of delivers this very detailed plan. And there's like a bunch of legal loophole stuff that like, I didn't bother to try to write down, but anyway, it's enough to convince Ben, you know, he says like, that's my Leland. Um, but Leland's like, and we get into it later in this episode, Leland's not quite all there. Um, yeah, totally. So back to your favorite character, Josie Packard. Um, she's packing her stuff. We know that she's going to bail, but Harry shows up right before she's leaving Tries to convince her to stay, says, I love you. She leaves him hanging. Um, and I wrote that I wish that he would have done the ball gag trick with Josie where he slammed her head <laughs> in the door. <laughs> yeah, nah, that would have been fine with me. I feel like he owes us one there. Yeah, that would have been fine. Totally fine. Um, there's a lot of Ben Horn in this episode. So he's talking to... Tajamora, who I wrote her like that, um, the vo- the like that voice. It sounds like Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi, right? When she's <laughs> when she's like in the disguise and she's talking to Han Solo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, anyway, was, yeah, I really don't care for the Tajimora character. I know that it. I hope it's revealed at some point that what the person is but right now i hate it so much so they're going through negotiations because tajimura wants basically is saying like you know he's saying maybe this is a bad idea i want my money back and obviously ben's just giving that money away so he's like look we're good i just have to go through a few basically have to go through the motions anyway uh we are saved from that voice and this scene by Leland singing Getting to Know You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's playing like Lounge uh, Lizard and going like, are you from yeah, Twin Peaks? How about, yeah. how about them Steeplejacks, which is the name of the high school mascot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's the fantastic line that Jack Nance has, Pete, where he turns around from the bar and goes, the king and I. And it might <laughs> that might be my favorite line in the show so far. <laughs> yeah it's been a while since we've seen pete it was good to see pete so fun because it's pete removed from the whole josie storyline too by the way which is so great yeah um and then as whatever you feel about tajamora i love the scene between the two of them where he's trying to like you know hey let me buy you a drink (laughs) and tajamora has a line about how i find adherence to fantasy troubling and unreasonable um (laughs) Which which made me stop and pause and consider my love of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it's it's uh it's a good scene. I actually, if those two hang out more, I'll be all right with it. Yeah, little Pete and Tajimura. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Pete's the best. Um, okay, so we get to the end here. So this is the one-armed man in the sheriff's office. 
and they find that the drug had traces of uh, haloperidol, which is a, for schizophrenia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because Cooper sure. asked him, do you suffer from schizophrenia? Um, this is all going back to the season two premiere where the giant gives Cooper the clue that without chemicals, he points. This is obviously where we're at now. So um, we know this character as Philip Gerard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I remember that now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we know this character to be Philip Gerard. Um, he's going through this kind of transformation and Sheriff is freaking out. They've got the drug ready because they don't want him to die, right? Um, and sh- the Sheriff is like saying, let's give him the drug, give him the drug. And everyone, Cooper's kind of like, let's wait. Um, and so he goes through this kind of, like you said, he's coughing and he's shaking and eventually comes to as Mike who is uh, the inhabiting spirit of Philip Gerard, who also now has an English accent, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> which I was like, oh, okay. He, he's able to hide that. Um, so they are asking him them question, they're asking him questions about Bob. And he says, where does Bob come from? Uh, Mike says that cannot be revealed and he starts talking about the parasite. So Bob requires a human host. He feeds on fears. And so it's the same thing where Philip Jard is also kind of the host for this guy, Mike. Uh, He reveals that Bob and him at one point were partners. um, And then Mike starts saying this poem that Cooper remembers from his dream and they're saying it kind of in sync yeah, <clears throat> Mike tells the story of how he and Bob used to, like I said, they were partners until Mike says he saw the face of God, uh, at which point he took off the arm. Um, and then Mike says he has one one single purpose now, and that's to stop Bob. Um, he talks about Bob's face. He says that few can see it, the gifted and the damned. And this is when Cooper says, where is Bob now? And he says, uh, or is, his, is Bob near? And he says, yes. He says, for nearly 40 years in a large house made of wood. Um, he kind of goes on to talk about, it says something about there's many rooms. Um, and this is when Cooper puts together that it's the Great Northern Hotel. And this, mm. is, this is where this episode ends. So um, this is a very heavy scene there's a lot of kind of cryptic information um yeah and 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 i want to i want to say something i think it was a really great performance by the one-armed man i'm not not even joking yeah no i agree i agree i was like uh you know so and this is gonna sound real real terrible so just bear with me okay okay but sometimes when they hire people for a certain role with like the disability that's required you know what I mean? Sure. Like they're not looking for acting chops sometimes. They're just looking for the person that doesn't have an arm that can act a little sure. bit, you know? Sure, sure, sure. But I think this was like one of the finer acting moments in the show thus far. This guy's name is Al Strobel. I don't know other things he's done, but I agree. He's a fantastic actor. He's um, good. And um, we get a lot of information here. There's a lot going on. We've kind of been yeah. waiting for a long time to see what the story <clears throat> with this guy is. And we learn a lot about uh, this character, Bob. Um, so there's been this kind of, you know, the question of this whole show has been who killed Laura Palmer. And we've obviously seen that Bob had something to do with this because we've, we've seen Ronette's um, memory of that night. And we've seen Bob, but we now we kind of know more about how he works and how both of these guys um, kind of exist. So we're kind of left, though, with this cliffhanger of like, what is going on? What's going to happen next? Um, I will say that the next episode is definitely one of the most important episodes. It's the reason why I was hoping we could get through these before I potentially see you so that if there's a chance we could watch the episode together. It's, it's a... Uh, it's a big moment for the show. But um, I love this episode. And looking back, this is definitely one of the best episodes. There's like 
not a lot of downtime. There are a few kind of cringe, cringeworthy <clears throat> moments, but as far as <clears throat> moving the plot along and the story, and it's just well directed and well written. There's fantastic moments of dialogue. Um, this mm-hmm. was a really mm-hmm. fun one to go back and watch again. Yeah, it was easily in my top like three episodes. Sure. So far, I felt like same thing. Good pace. Not a lot of characters that I don't have any interest in their storylines. Um, um, I'm trying to make it. I don't know. So then a couple questions. Yeah. One question I asked from a while, a few like a while ago was, do we ever see Bobby's best friend again? Mike. Mike. Is he ever coming around again? Yes, he does. Okay. And then does, and by the uh, way, Russ by Tam- the way, what? you are going to be so stoked. Okay. Does Russ Tamlin ever come back? Yes. Okay. Uh, cause I was going to be bummed if like, I, I don't know when Russ Tamlin died and in my mind, I'm like, Oh, did he die? And then they just kind of like wrote him out. <clears throat> no, he, um, they mentioned him. He's in, he's like recovering. No, no, no. The, the actor Russ Tamlin died and they just didn't want to replace his no, character. No, Ru- Russ Tamlin's still alive to this day. He's in the new show, dude. For real? For real. That's great. I mean, Riff died, so I don't know. I don't know if he's in the new show, but I know he's still alive. I know 800 people are in the new show. Um, Do you know who's in the new show? Did we talk about this? Well, I I mean, the, they somebody released like a cast list, and it's like did, this ridiculous did we list. Already, of- did we already talk about the connection we have to the new show, that who's in it? Uh, what's the connection? That Charlene Yee is in it. Oh, is she? That Michael Sarah is in it. That's funny. Oh, and I, that, I thought wait, Michael wait, wait, was... wait. That Ernie Hudson is in it. <laughs> is Michael Sarah probably has never been happier? Do you remember the day that you and I and Charlene, and then I think you and Charlene and Michael Sarah later walked around the Comic Con and saw yeah. Ernie Hudson's booth where he was signing and you told me something about like michael sir was like freaking out freaking out like nerded out big time they're all in twin peaks now the new one that's really funny i wonder if the michael sarah and ernie hudson became friends i it's just it's too much of a coincidence that it, it couldn't have that's not you know it's just so weird yeah, to me that's very funny that and yeah, he eddie, was a big that and eddie vetter is, is in the new <laughs> twin peaks. i just don't get it but well, Michael Sarah said, uh, I think it was like Ghostbusters was like his favorite movie of all time. So well, I think like, he just. Oh, what is, who is his favorite band? The Beatles? <laughs> what's his favorite thing? Uh, to, what's his favorite thing to eat? Food? No, but you know what's funny is his favorite uh, walking item are shoes. <laughs> um, okay. So those are my two questions. I just didn't know about those characters. And then in the next episode, do we, is it big because we find out who killed Laura Palmer? Cause you said it like happens kind of early into the season. We find out who kills Laura Palmer in the next episode. And, and so it, I, just so you know, this wasn't a secret. Like they publicized this, like you knew going into it. They said tonight on ABC, you will find out who killed Laura Palmer. So, and just so you know, like they never wanted to reveal the killer. I think I think Lynch called it the the goose that lays the golden eggs, and you want us to destroy it, like because the mystery was the best part of the show. And then when yeah. you when you you give up the mystery, then it's like, well, what do we do now? So they were kind of their hand was forced by ABC to finally reveal who they knew who the killer was when they wrote the show. But um, you're going to find out. And so what's funny is the next time we start an episode of Dish and the Percolator, you will know the answer to the question we've been waiting to. Can I make a guess? We've been podcasting, by the way, for almost a year. (laughs) We started this in like March (laughs) of last year. That's amazing. I I don't have. I feel like we should have a guest on. Do you want to have a guest for the next episode? I, well, I mean, if we're recording it live, that'll be hard. But maybe yeah. like John will be around or something. I don't know. I, I thought about if we were going to have someone, we could have John on for the next one. Um, there's an episode, two episodes later, 
from the next one that he also expressed interest in coming on that's also super okay. important. So if it's not maybe the next one, maybe we can get him on for that one. Um, okay. Uh, Joe Joe should come on. I think we should have Joe on too. I, I agree. Um. Okay. You don't want me to guess? You don't want me to take a guess? I mean, here's the deal. You guess and maybe you're right. And then if someone's listening who doesn't know yet, I don't want... I'll just say I'll just say this. Don't I don't guess. I won't guess. That's fine. When, I'll tell you this. When I I watched this next episode for the first time when it aired, I was 11 years old and I was surprised. So, I don't want to take that away from someone else. Even even if you probably already know maybe because it's just impossible to keep a secret in the year 2017. Um Well, no, it's not that. It's it's all I had a like I had a theory a while ago. Okay. Um, I don't I don't want to get too far into it because I feel like we can. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, I had a theory a while ago because I was so because I brought it up to you as a question and then you answered the question and although your answer to the question made sense, it still didn't totally make sense. Okay. What, so what I question, think that's what, what question was that or should we not even ask? Well, no, because I don't know if your response will. Okay. Yeah, I, I would. Let's let's. I don't think we do ourselves any good to talk about it anymore. Okay. At this all point. Right, all right. Um. But anyway, Dallas, thanks again for taking the time to dish. Hey, no problem. Anything that makes my wife upset, I'm on board. Yeah, she's not going to talk to you tonight. Um. <laughs> I I think it's time for, it's time for a, a listener shout out because at this point I think we have one. Uh, and his name is John, by the way. And mm-hmm. I wanted to read a tweet he tweeted at us this morning because we released our last episode today. Um, so he, this is John at JPB underscore Little Green. And he wrote, I swear, at Percolator Pod is great comfort food. Uh, want to know what my life now feels like and how a Twin Peaks fan felt 10 years ago. Try this. And I want to say thanks, John, for listening. But also, I love, I love us as comfort food. Um, I've, when I had the idea that we should do this, there's a lot of really, there's a lot of all kind of really established Twin Peaks podcasts that are doing what we've done kind of, maybe not Mm -hmm. in the same exact way we're doing it, but, um, it feels good to kind of have a little, maybe our little space as I know we're not like, there's not as much analysis and it's kind of more, Hopefully it's more fun. I like the idea of it being comfort food. John, that's a really nice compliment. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback. Um, hopefully if you're listening, you're having a good time. I know I'm having a good time talking to Dallas about the show. And Dallas, yeah. I hope you feel the same way. <sighs> yeah, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> no, thanks, John. No, it, it is fun. I think we... Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. What's fun about this podcast to me, if I was a listener, is that we can't really do deep analysis because I don't know anything. Sure, sure. And so I think it's kind of gives us the freedom to not have to worry about the deep analysis. So it's so it's it's a, I, as a listener, I'd find it a little more interesting if I was like had heard everything I could hear about the show. You know what I mean? My thought, my thought originally was you're going to have people who have seen the show and want to go back and you're going to have people who haven't seen. So I kind of wanted it to be for both, both sides. Right. Well, big for, shout out to, uh, another shout out to a listener, Mike Petner, Mike Petner, Mike Petner. He listens and, uh, he, he's watched the show, but he watched it forever ago. And now he's rewatching it with us. Nice. Thanks, so that's Mike. another way that people are, people are doing it. They're rewatching it if they haven't seen it for a while and then trying to catch up, he gets frustrated when we take like two month breaks, but we're, we're going to stop that. Cause if we do that, we're not, I don't know how many months are in 130 days, but it's a, it's not a lot. It's like three. Yeah. So we can't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, cool, man. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's do it this weekend. We'll, we'll see each other and we'll make, we'll, we'll, we'll build a better me. Okay. Together. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Okay, big episode coming up next. Uh, you guys can follow us at Percolator Pod. You can follow Dallas on Twitter at, at uh, what is it? Really? You had nothing? Dallas I thought you at least have something that was fun. At Dallas. At Chatty, Her- at Chatty Heroin Addict Chatty. on Twitter. <laughs> Too much talky talky at 
No, what is it? Dallas underscore MC? Yeah. Okay, and I'm uh, Sean T. O'Donnell. And um, thanks for thanks for being a part of this. And I'm excited. I can't wait to get into uh, the next uh, episode, the next however many episodes, the movie, and then Dallas eventually, season three of Twin Peaks. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm excited. I hopefully, hopefully it will live up to everything you wanted it to be. It, there's no way it could. Sure, but you know, maybe you get close. No, probably not at all. Okay, uh, great. All is right. well, is Ernie Hudson in it? Ernie Hudson is in it. We're gonna be fine. Okay. All right, we'll see you next week on Dish and the Percolator. Can the outro be Ghostbusters music? <laughs> there's no way it won't be. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face. Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, the mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes, something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we falling in love? That's the ketchup. I like coffee. Donuts. <laughs> Russ Tamblin.